I'm Paulette. And I'm Whitney. And we're sharing the stories of Black women. Beyond boundaries and borders. Through our journeys and triumphs. This world is ours. How are you? I am doing just fine, Paulette. How are you? I'm good. I'm what does good. good mean? What does good mean? Um, do you know what? I've been really productive this week, which I don't okay. know is necessarily good as in, you know, my well-being or whatever, but like... <laughs> well-being, smell-being, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I just managed to get some stuff done and it just feels okay. good because, you know, there's just a lot of stuff. So getting mm-hmm. through them is always a positive thing for me. I feel that. I oh, definitely yeah. feel that. I'm doing fine. Um, Just back from Cancun. Yes. You know, when I first came back, people were like, ooh, you're like glowing. You look so rested. I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I am rested. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it was a good trip, though. Mm. It was a good trip. It was my mother and my godmother and me. So -hmm. we hadn't taken one of those type of girls trips, just the three of us. Mm. Um, So that was fun. That's really nice. Very chill. Mm. very chill and uh they don't drink so I do (laughs) (laughs) so you know you're at like an all-inclusive resort so I typically do not drink around my parents or just certain it's just a thing for me it's not because they because my some my brother my younger brother specifically does (laughs) um yeah, he doesn't have many boundaries there, problem. right? It's always that younger <laughs> one, but it's not because they don't, you know, they would say anything. I just choose not to usually, but yeah. I was like, we're about to be at this all inclusive for like a while together. So your and girl is going to have to drink because it's all inclusive, yeah. so, right? I was like, I pay for this. So, you know, I feel like I pay for this. So <laughs> no, me, do. my favorite drink is an old fashioned. Okay. So, um, yeah. And by the end, I was like, are you, what's that? What is in that old school? She was just renaming it. I said, mine's old fashioned. She was like, Whitney, it's not even midday yet. <laughs> <laughs> Me showing up at breakfast, like, I have a mimosa. <laughs> oh, but this is the funny part because of, in, they kept asking them about, would you like some tequila? And they're like, why do they keep asking us about tequila? Like, like we're in Mexico. Right. I was like, well, uh, it's like, you know, a thing. But they were like, is this you? Young people must just drink a lot. of." I said, no, literally, like everyone else around you is drinking tequila except you. That's what's happening right now. I mean, all inclusive needs to be inclusive of the teetotal people, you know? Yeah. Like, so they had some nice punch. <laughs> It was some drink called a Perry Punch. Baby, they wore it out. I, was, I never even tried it. But it was like... You didn't even punch. try it. You wouldn't even try it. You're like, oh. What? Perry Punch. <laughs> old fashioned. What? I did drink water, of course. You know, obviously. I drank a lot of Long Island iced tea the last time. Really? See? And it was just good to just... I think water is healing. And I really enjoy water and being able to see water hear water hear the sounds of the water the water that was good that is nice it was good i'm glad you were rested did you have your birthday since we recorded yep yeah and your birthday oh when i am accidentally got your birthday wrong yep (laughs) so you paulette 
We're so I gracious and sent a beautiful birthday message on the so our social media. Y'all should be following us on Instagram and Facebook oh, and Twitter. The Instagram. But Paulette, my birthday is September 1. Paulette was so ambitious and posted August 31st. And so, like, some of my friends were like, I've known you Earth? for 12 years, but <laughs> you're like, uh, am I tripping? Because and then someone was like, I think the podcast, they act like the podcast page isn't us. They're like, um, I think the pot well, the podcast page, like we got some extra person doing this. Y'all, it's spoiler alert. It's Let's us. fire. Let's fire the yeah. social media. They were off. like, Well, your podcast page said it was your birthday, but it is not your birthday. And then some people who listen to the show were like, Paulette said <laughs> literally one of my questions was Thank like, girl, Paulette posted your birthday a day early. I was Thank like, you. me. I'm like, maybe it's September 1st in London. I'm like, nah, it's still August 31st. She's just this early. It's fine. I'm just one of these people because there's so much going on. If I remember it now, uh-huh. I remember it now because I'm not then going to remember until September 5th. Right? <laughs> and then there's that. So it's fine. It now. But yeah, I apologize for that. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm glad. It's okay. That. It was a good birthday though. Shout out to oh. all the Virgos around the world. Oh, he's a Virgo. See? Yeah. Virgo I'm, Nation. I'm obviously being on You know. You, you know. guys are in good company. I told people Beyonce gave us a whole song on the new album. Mm-hmm. Just for this season. And now for a Girl Yes You Can moment. I actually have one that I thought about. Tell <laughs> me. I have had a really great couple of weeks with V. Uh-huh. I know you shouldn't really brag on your child, which is not what I'm doing right now, just to be clear. But I've just had some really good encounters with people who have encounters with her uh-huh. or, you know, are like there to assess her. So we have like um, every year she'll get a checkup until she's like five. So this, uh, I'm sure you guys have that too. But like, so she's had a two year one this week. Mm uh-huh. Um, and the health visit was like, oh, she's doing so well. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, in your head, you're like, oh, I think she's doing okay, obviously. Right. And then you don't want to live in a world of comparison because that's horrible for, you know, you and your child. But you do kind of want to have an indication of whether or not, quote unquote, she's on track. So it was nice to hear that. Right. Yes, she's doing better than on track she's good <laughs> so I was like yay and then I also met with her um nursery like daycare nursery um the manager of the nursery who also had very nice things to say about her so Aww. I think my girl yes she can really especially being a single parent and like you know kind of I have support but you know it's me <laughs> like oh yes she can yes what I heard is girl yes Paula is killing the mommy game oh, no, I no 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 you can't do that you can't there was a meme where they were like oh what happened <laughs> no this is meme, and it's like everyone always says my kid will never until your kid is doing the thing you know what I mean they said it a lot funnier than that but it's true it's like you'd be like oh my child would never do it so I said that's not what I said I said that Paulette is killing the mommy game okay so Um, you're a good mom I feel like a good mom see I I like being her mom excuse me a good mom mom a good mom (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's hard it is hard we're gonna do an episode on that yes it's hard but I love it 
Yeah, I'm glad that you are loving it and enjoying it. And that V gets to have you as her mommy. <laughs> How about you? So my girl, yes, you can, is, as y'all know, I've shared this before, continuing to allow myself to celebrate and to celebrate me, but also allowing other people to celebrate with me or to celebrate me. So since our last show, I was able to celebrate getting the Fort Worth 40 under 40. And so that was a lot of fun. I got to celebrate with my parents and friends and my brother came to the ceremony as well as like work people, all that, my boss, all the, all that jazz. So it was a nice celebration. I think it also led into like my birthday celebration. So that was fun. And I got to do the trip and all that. And just coming off of that and just reminding myself, hey, you get to celebrate, girl. You can do that. Mm -hmm. And also, I think something that I've been working on since the last time that I would say, girl, yes, you can. Girl, yes, you can have tough conversations. So I've had a few tough conversations. Yeah, I've been working on it. I mean, having a few tough (laughs) conversations. I typically don't mind. I don't mind having tough conversations, uh, but I am kind of like conflict, avoid conflict or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest for me to have tough conversations with those I care the most for, though. Mm. It's just like, oh, I got to say hard things. I can do that like at work or in community. Yeah. But those people who are closest to me. Yeah. It's hard. Because I'm like, well, because I got to talk to you again. Or I, <laughs> I want to talk to you again. <laughs> did they go well? They did. They did. Yeah. They did go well. So I was very glad that I said it. Even last night, I was having a tough conversation. And I texted one of my friends because we just had a conversation about this. And I was like, girl, not me out here just sharing my real feelings and being honest. Who, what? Who, what, when, and where? <laughs> How did this come to be? But it felt good, though. It felt yeah. good. It was liberating in a way where I should have said it. I guess it hugely depends on the person's response. Like it sounds like whoever you were speaking to, they had some positive responses or, you know. Yeah. I think the one last night, I didn't really care what their response was. Oh, that's even better. Right? (laughs) So it was like a, I wasn't, you know, I thought about my delivery. I I was thoughtful in my delivery, but it wasn't, I was okay with what their response was either way. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, because this is a piece that I've been praying to God for. So mm-hmm. um having that level of peace around it, I was like, okay, God. Whatever I'm fine. Like, is. Yeah. React however you need to react. And I'm I'm okay with it. Oh. What so, girl, yes, you oh yes, you can. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. Oh dear. What's on the docket for today, Paulette? Next on the bucket. Do you watch him? <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch him? What's his name? Zoe. I don't even know who that is. Oh, okay, fine. Forget it. I just said something. I feel, I feel <laughs> like every time I come with someone, you're like, who? <laughs> I know. And then my friends come back. How did you not know? I don't know. I just, I don't know. No, you're busy. Yeah. That's not it. I just I should, don't know. I should be busy. You are busy. I just don't know these people. That's literally all it is. <laughs> Okay, so um, I watched this really cool documentary um, earlier this week, I think it was, called Get Smart With Money. 
and it's like um it's on Netflix and it follows a journey of I think four about four or five people and they have these experts that are like giving them advice about particular money issues or challenges so one of the experts is Tiffany Aliche and she is the budget nista on Instagram mm-hmm. and I do follow yeah, her. I do know her. I just want to yes. put on the record that I do know her and I follow her for a while. So I do want to say that. Yeah, she's got a book out recently as well. And I, yeah, I really like her tips and her, and it's nice to see like a black woman kind of talking about money. I thought the topics that were covered in the documentary were quite good because they were kind of, like I said, different people with different journeys. So they t- spoke about sort of earning more money or like money mm. management, debt, working towards like your financial goals and more specifically financial freedom, investing, which I'm kind of really interested in at the moment. So yeah, I wondered what has been your sort of journey with money, like when you were growing up, going into mm. like adulthood, like what's your experience has been generally not not like your whole business but like <laughs> generally so this is what's in my bank account <laughs> right what's the balance <laughs> <laughs> I, and i think it's so interesting too because even us having this conversation because i feel like finances is something that's usually so taboo and people mm-hmm. don't want to talk about it's like one of those things like you don't talk about money Most with people huh most definitely. But right? I also felt like that was a very British thing as well. I didn't know. I know it, like it's a black thing, but mm-hmm. maybe amplified for us here as a very British thing. Whereas mm-hmm. I think over there, it seems like you're a bit more open as Americans generally, maybe mm-hmm. not in the black community, but as Americans talking about money. What do you think? I think across American culture too, though, just in general, it's not something that people just really talk about as really? far as money, okay. like personal finances. Mm-mm. you have like experts and people who talk about it but as far as you actually knowing people's relationship with money I don't think people mm-hmm. talk about that it's what you know you think about the things at the dinner table you don't talk about yeah money is one of those things you don't talk about yeah 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 I I guess so maybe like from a a um personal standpoint why do I have that perspective I think it's more so because, I don't know, in daily interactions or in the most, like, the smallest interactions that I see between people, online even, or, you know, people are quite open about, maybe it's people with money. Mm, Here we are. I think it's people with (laughs) money. (laughs) Right. That I know of, yeah, or that I've seen, or if you see interactions online, maybe people with money are open talking about money where is here even if you have money I mean even people with money want to look broke over here Mm. I think that that's interesting on like what does a person you know how does wealth show up like what does it look like but you asked me too before like just about growing up in relationship with money so I grew up in a small town like Humphrey Arkansas which is now I know it to be more rural. I didn't know that growing up because it was just, that's where I grew up. So, mm-hmm. and when I say that, it's because it's about 800 people. Mm-hmm. And so um, most of the work in the area was either associated with farming or there's some like rice meals and stuff over in the next town. So, but growing up, both of my parents worked professionally. Uh, my daddy was bivocational. So he's a pastor, which wasn't like, the lucrative part right because he went Mm -hmm. to work every day still and he was but he always he's always worked in sales so I remember he sold insurance 
sell cars, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in that kind of environment with that. My mother once worked more corporate, but then decided that, oh girl, she forgot how she's going to follow her dreams and become an educator. She always wanted to be oh, an educator, like, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think even going back a generation before that, my daddy is one of 15. And so it was a lot of them in their household and all of that. But I think that they never wanted for anything. So it was like one of those, like they didn't, like my grandfather worked for the railroad, but my grandmother, she had a lot of kids. So she was at home with some kids, but uh, she did work too. But my mother grew up in a single mother household because my grandfather died when she was like nine. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother raised her. So, But anyway, so my mother was the first in the family to go to college, but she chose a major around business in hopes of changing the trajectory, right? Like being able to earn money, but she always wanted to be a teacher. But mm-hmm. teaching in America doesn't pay as much as other fields. And in some cases, it does, just doesn't pay enough. Mm-hmm. But I was probably like sixth, seventh grade, maybe a little junior high. I don't know. But she decided to go back to school and she became a teacher. And so that's kind of the, the path that my parents were on. But I think my parents and their relationship with money heavily impacted mine. So my daddy is more like an investor, like invest like people like, buy a car flip a car type thing mm-hmm. like he's he's more of a risk taker with his money because mm-hmm. he's like oh it can make money i can make more money quicker by flipping something than i could going and putting in a savings account but my mother is more of a saver mm. but i also and i think it heavily relates to my grandmother who was one of those people who kept money under the bed tick i don't know if there's a thing there but like under the mattress oh, yeah. like keep money right because <laughs> you didn't really trust the banks trust the understandably banks. <laughs> Did not trust the banks. As well, she's black right. Woman. She was right. Right. She was right. Um, but my mother is like a saver. Can save, mm-hmm. save, save, but is not going to take as many risks with her money. So I think that both of them have impacted me. I probably lean towards more towards my father's style with money, um, mm-hmm. where I don't mind because I would like to see my money increase a little yeah, faster. Yeah. Yeah. But I still will lean heavy on my mother of okay i need to have a nest egg because look i don't know what this world is gonna do if i need to go under the bed to to get this money Mm -hmm. then obviously i don't actually keep cash but still (laughs) i don't want anybody thinking i I I mean cash can you even use cash anymore i'll be going into still going into so many restaurants and they're like no sorry just like Mm. take my money what am i gonna do with this money we're still using cash over here Cause there's so many people who my daddy just started using a debit card. He's had like cards, like maybe like a credit card or something. He mm-hmm. just started using a debit card though, like mm-hmm. last year, year before last. Okay, the okay. brother was that the he goes to get gas. He goes in the store to pay with his cash. Yeah, or I mean, like a check. Don't get me wrong, a check. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Yes. Now, Paulette, I play about a lot of things. I don't play behind my daddy, so don't, don't, don't come too fast now. Don't come too fast. I can't take No, it. wait. Can you pay with a check? Yes. What do you mean? No, what do you mean? Oh, you like, yeah. You pay with the check. All right. Tell me, like, you mean like a checkbook? Yeah. A check, check. A checkbook. I feel, I feel like I just had a flashback. I feel like you could do that. Maybe. In like 92? The 90s. <laughs> no, the night. I'm not even exaggerating. I think the night is. Shut up. You but another thing too here. with the huh? You can't pay with a check here. You could just about yeah. you know what? I just cashed a check on Monday 
Like if you, I was claiming like um, <laughs> my train got cancelled and they were like, okay, you can claim it. So I claimed a, the amount from the train company and they mm-hmm. sent me a check and I put that into my bank account. That is really the only time I deal with checks. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a checkbook anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think generationally, like, I I have checks, but I don't use them. I just have them because I needed them for something. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't. That's so interesting. That you can and see. I have to think about it every time I get ready to write a check. Like, am I doing this right? So, but yeah. I don't ever write them, honestly, anymore. Interesting. Okay. But how about you growing up? What was your relationship with money? I don't know. I think when I was younger, I had... I had enough. Like, I never really felt like I was kind of... We grew up in a single-parent household, so me and my brother with my mum. But I never really felt like I was... We didn't have money. But I think what my mum tried to do was, like, instill some basic principles, but they were, like, the basic principles. So it was, like, don't get in debt and blacklist my house. (laughs) Like, um, you know, and she gave me, like, this kind of... um, post office book you know like back in the day now they've got debit cards but back in the day when people use checks and no, i'm joking no back in the day she would give me a check and then like you know i'd go to the post office and cash my that was my pocket money then i could use that for my travel um to school and you know so she was just teaching me like the basics of like money management mm-hmm. and then i got my first job trying to think my first job I think these times were all right I was doing okay but when I left school and got my first full-time job it went a bit left and then I just I was like wow (laughs) look at all these monies (laughs) so then I got money (laughs) (laughs) um and I did I got into debt during that time like Mm -hmm. I just I think I just got carried away you know I wanted yeah. nice things and <laughs> and I didn't this was like after high school or college what yeah you- this was after it would have been I must have been about 18 okay yeah. yeah so yeah it wasn't terrible it was but it was debt you know it was just mm-hmm. like trying to manage that alongside just managing your actual income was quite stressful so I think that always kind of scarred me so like mm-hmm. even now I do not have a credit card. Like I'm just mm. very I don't I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the yeah. idea of owing. And I know people are really clever now with how they use credit cards. So some people will be like, no, you get it and it'll build your credit. Or yeah. it's actually really good. But like you can build your credit and you just pay it off every month for you. Da, 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 da. Um but I just I don't I don't yeah, <laughs> like no. I think about that too, just the uh, impact of debt and like the stories that we've heard, I think like as a millennial age generation mm. of um, watching people in debt and not being able to overcome that, mm. I think has influenced a lot too. Because even I remember getting ready to go to college and thinking about where I would go to college, me feeling like I had to get scholarships. I had to get money to pay for school because I couldn't get, I couldn't do loans because I didn't want to be in debt. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a really mm-hmm. big thing because I didn't want to be in debt. I wanted to make sure I got scholarships. Then I had to keep my scholarships. Mm-hmm. I remember my parents having a very direct conversation with me about because I was going away for school. They're mm-hmm. like, you can go, but you better keep your scholarships because our money will pay for you to be back here. Like right. we're not paying for you to be away. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, say less. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Say less. <laughs> got it. Got them. <laughs> but 
something that was very important because I have an older brother too who I watched get scholarships for college so I felt a little pressure like dang now I gotta go get scholarships yeah yeah but I did get scholarships but it's been a gift now because on the other side of it, I didn't have the student loan debt at, yeah. at least you know when you're thinking about debt I didn't have the student loan debt but I also started college during a time where they had the credit card companies and people who would show up on college campuses and so I remember calling my daddy like daddy they said that I could get a free Jimmy John sub all I gotta <laughs> do is sign up for the credit card and I can rip it up later my daddy was like do not sign Whoa. up for that credit card. <laughs> he said I will buy you a sub and tell your friends not to sign up because I will buy them a sub. So I was like, oh. When I got to uni, university, that was another time mm-hmm. that I I did. I think I took out the student overdraft. It wasn't a credit card, see? I don't my lessons. Oh, <laughs> so your university lets you take a loan? What is it? Well, no, it's the bank. Not West. It was the bank. Oh, so they you you can open a special student account which had an overdraft, and I took that and I spent that. I ran that up. Okay, so was, there, like, was there was there interest charged? I you know what I reckon it probably started out interest free. You know okay. how they do, and then and then twelve it months interest free. <laughs> Where am I gonna get the money from in twelve months though? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like yeah, that was that was one moment. But I I think for us over here, I mean now. Our fees every year is £9,250 per year. For college? So, yeah, for uni. So you're leaving, you get like, they, I don't think they do the means tested bit anymore, but you, you'll get a loan. You can get a loan for the whole amount. So you might be leaving uni with like, I don't know, between twenty and 30000 plus in debt. But I know okay. for some people over there, it goes into like the tens and tens of thousands even hundreds um i mean because you have a more standardized i think pricing structure of university yeah 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 Yeah, so where ours is all across the board like you have some that may cost you 70 plus thousand a year Mm -hmm. uh where you have some that may be closer to twenty thousand a year yeah yeah no here no matter what uni you go to you're not paying more than i think it's nine thousand two hundred fifty per year okay Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait, that's per year? For three years, yeah. See, yeah, we have a system that's much different because you're paying probably 9000 for even on the lower end of a university, you may pay $9,000 per semester. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Not for the year. And this, okay. you know, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Unless you, maybe if you go to community college, it's, it's less. Yeah, uh, for sure, community colleges less. But if you're going to like a four year institution and you're including room and board and all that, it's going to it's going to run up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. The weird thing with debt here, specifically student loan debt, that you mm-hmm. see people even on that documentary. I got to start it and you saw people talking about. And the unfortunate piece is some people start the student loan debt and don't even don't leave finish. with the degree. Yeah. Yeah. And it stops them from being able if you owe one institution, it's stops you from being able to get a transcript and oh, all that really? transfer oh, to another really? university so it's a very oh. um yeah if you i don't know if you've seen in the news lately but uh like a, one of the big things for president biden's campaign was about student loan forgiveness yeah. right what is this so you're you, grand what is it how much you no know, you see you see um black twitter's like 
big money Joe, where's my money? <laughs> like, <laughs> but he said yes, right? If you earn less than 100000 if, if you make a certain amount, right? Mm-hmm. And you have so much in, that you can get, I think 10000 or 20000 something like that. And so there's been this, and that's what I mean by, I think we live in a very individualistic society because for some people, they're like, uh, no, don't give them money because I, I already paid off my debt. So yeah. I, I did it. So they should have to do it. Yeah. And I look at it like this where... I mean, I don't. I didn't have student loan debt, so but nothing about me felt like I didn't want the other people who did have it to get that. Yeah, I mean, why would right? you? That's a bit weird. People are selfish though in that way. I know. Yeah, yeah. People are selfish in that way, but I think the other things of even like how I view debt, cars, all that, houses. I don't know what that looks like for y'all, but you know, like car, house, where you stay, all that. It's a part of status too. I feel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. here that can cause people to take on some stuff that maybe wasn't ideal or maybe yeah. that they could afford, but they, yeah. Things change. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm in the process of like working towards buying a house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it, it potentially, I mean, I don't want to think like that, but it may be the last place <laughs> I live. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Who knows for the future? But yeah. I want it to be somewhere I can stay for a long time. So okay. I think I'm happy to make some sacrifices to do that now. But you're mm-hmm. right. I don't want to overburden myself. However, these house prices, like <sighs> this Tough. interest rate, <laughs> Tough. like hello, they don't they don't want people to buy house. I mean, at this point, it's like, do you really want people to buy house? And they're saying no, no, we don't. <laughs> We're going to keep the interest rates high and the prices high. They're coming down a little bit. So I'm hoping by next year, maybe they'll be down a bit. But yeah, Mm -hmm. the affordability and just this living crisis full stop. I mean, we came out of the pandemic and people couldn't afford to go out because Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so expensive. And then you can't afford to stay in because the fuel prices are so high. Like, it's actually bad. Yep. Oh my gosh. I remember I was trying to make a decision on if I wanted to buy a house because like I was in an apartment, but the rent kept going up to where at that point though, when I did decide, okay, I want to get a house, it was more affordable to pay mortgage than it was Mm -hmm. to pay rent Mm -hmm. because the rent was continuing to go. I was in a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment that kept increasing in its amount. So Mm -hmm. I was like, come on now. Yeah. So then I decided, but I was so like, oh my gosh, that means I got to keep up with this like forever and all the other factors that come with buying a house to where I also see the other side on people who decide that they don't want to seek home ownership. Because I was like, okay, I have a yard and I'm single. So I was like, I have a yard. I have allergies. I'm not cutting grass. Okay, that's an expense. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, for real. What? No. I'm not pushing a mower? No. The way my allergies are set up? No. No, thank you. But there were all these hidden costs, just like hidden costs with school. There's all these hidden costs too with owning a home that mm-hmm. you got to account for too. That, yeah. 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 It is. It's a lot. I mean, yeah, I, I do have a property at the moment and mm-hmm. we're currently trying to renovate it. And okay. you, you know, where you're just like, <laughs> these are the times when you're like, I could do without this. I'm so grateful. I can keep it. I am so grateful for you know being in this position but equally it's like can someone else <laughs> someone else do this yeah but i think that some of those things are tied to a 
accumulating wealth. I mean, that's what ten, we tend to hear. Like, yeah. um, if you want to have, if you want to do wealth building, you need to purchase a home, like all these things. But are there other ways to accumulate wealth? I believe that there are. Yeah. Um, but when you look at like a person's network, some of those things are definitely tied to things like buying a home. And obviously right. there's so many structural things that have impeded us when i say us i mean black people mm-hmm. from purchasing homes or generating wealth and yeah. specifically generational wealth yeah i do like those conversations that people are having now um along mm-hmm. the lines of breaking generational curses etc around right. like how to build generational wealth and i agree with you like there are different ways and particularly going back to that documentary around investing um mm-hmm. was really eye-opening because i've done a little bit but just just mucking about really you know right <laughs> like, right i'll buy some apple stocks oh it's gone up now i've right. got 120 pound right <laughs> like, right I'm not but serious. i think about that and but... i think like growing up i knew about certain things like i, I heard about debt right and managing mm-hmm. debt or credit cards and all that but the conversation didn't yield to investing in that way we're yeah. investing in stocks yeah. and stuff like that like i knew credit card managed my dad had worked with us talking about building credit like ensuring that we had something to go off of mm-hmm. so he did a good job there but i don't his wheelhouse didn't take him either to that type of investment his that, investment would have yeah. been buying a car flipping a car buying a house renting a house mm-hmm. which still works my money's making money in my sleep yeah yeah, yeah. i hear you. and there is so much now that you can do particularly with i mean the internet <laughs> like yeah. you know there is so so much that you can do now um and just following like for me it's like following little communities so like they mentioned in that documentary the fire community which is like this financial independence people who are like I want to be mortgage free and just you know have the freedom yeah. whilst I'm still young and I'm pretty sure the boat has sailed for me now which is not I mean I'm not being negative it's kind of like I couldn't do it in the way that they do it which is mm-hmm. that they find like a, a this number, they put their expenses into this calculator and they're like, you'd need to be able to earn and save this amount of money every month in order for you to then live off of it as in like mm-hmm. your investments from like mm-hmm. your interest uh, or dividends. So like, I could never do that now. Like I would have had to start like my 20s. If you're in your 20s, start now. <laughs> or even in your 30s, your early 30s. <laughs> but um. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like there's just so much more information now to make decisions and, right. you know, kind of people like Tiffany and there's loads of other people on Instagram or books and stuff like that that I think are really, really useful for us. Yeah, because I think it is different when you hear from another Black woman. Like, for me, my trust level, there's a, you know, I, some people I'm like, I don't really know if they know what they talk. You know, I got to wait a minute. 100%. But, you're along with them, you're going along. You're like, this sounds yeah. good. And then suddenly they're selling some crap and you're like, oh, scam. Or you're <laughs> like, but you're you're starting from a different starting point. Like that as well. Yeah. You were already rich. Like you grew up with that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I think it just looks different to where even generationally, like access to the knowledge around wealth building looks different too. Even now, I feel like it's more common for my peers and I to talk about talking to financial advisors yeah you know what I'm saying like I met a few weeks ago with this guy like who's a financial advisor talking about retirement and it was because 
I'm, I think it's also because my parents are at retirement age now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I kind of see, but I was like, but I feel like if I start even earlier than they did, like I, cause I do not want to be, I don't want to work forever. I know yeah. that. Right. And I want to be able to really set this up in a certain way. So I'm trying to figure out if for now, you know how you know you should contribute to retirement. I've always done that, but I don't know that I've always done all that I could do. And I don't understand what I'm doing. Like, Right, okay, I'm just doing that's it. A really great pension scheme, which I I think you guys call it something, but it's the same thing. And I'm putting my money in every month, but then I get like the pension statement, and it's telling me how much I would have to live off. I mean, as we've discussed before on here, I've worked yeah. at my job for a million years, and I'm still looking at the pension statement. Like, Listen. that's not gonna cut it. <laughs> this man, he's like, we're setting up, we're having the meeting. You know, he's like, okay, so. You plan on living till what? I'm like, man, give me a hundred at least. Like I'm rolling. Like you know, I'm trying to be ready a hundred. Then he's like, okay, well, how much you want to live off of each month? I said, you want me to tell you now how much I plan to live off of when I'm 80? Can we account for inflation? And he's what? like, yeah. But he's like, this is what you need to do. And I was like, oh, so you don't want me to go out. Okay. So let's change that. Let's figure out what's realistic for me. Yeah, that's but I needed to have that conversation so I could see because in my head, like I do believe that I'm putting as much I'm trying to put as much money as I can towards this retirement thing because I'm like maybe that'll put me in a good position. Mm -hmm. But like you, they just taking it from my check. I don't know the plan, the you know the far out plan. I (laughs) told the person. I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but in higher education here, I mean, every other month they're they're protesting because they're like the pension scheme is, is just mm-hmm. deteriorating. So I'm like, will there even be a retirement age by the time I'm ready to retire? Am I going to get my money? Am I going to get That's my money? That's why we got to set this up. Like here, I think it's the social security system. I'm not counting on social security. It, it's broken. <laughs> it's broken. But so I do want to give a plug for one of my friends who... um does like stuff around finance she has an instagram too and she follows like tiffany and all that but her instagram is adp finance her name is avia so adp finance but she does like some of those things where i think we could have more open conversations like you were saying too like even around some of the foundational things like how do you even how do you organize your money Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. specifically when you get to a set where you're like all my bills are paid so but is it the best? Could you be using more of that to what you're saying, Paulette, to invest? Like, mm-hmm. should we have multiple bank accounts or should I just have one? Mm-hmm. Should I really have a budget sheet? Paulette, do you have a budget sheet that you follow? Do you know what? I'm going to be completely honest. I do. And sometimes, I mean, for sometimes when I'm in the mood and I'm in the zone, me and Excel are best friends. But yeah. often... I find it quite daunting, like money and financial things. I find it mm. really daunting, particularly like the finance, the numbers, cool, but the finance admin on top of that, like I find mm-hmm. really stressful. But yeah, I do have a spreadsheet, but here's what happens. So I set the budget and I can spend like, sit and spend a couple hours just like going in. But do I come back to it every month? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. When, I, like, when I'm actually spending the money, am I just... <laughs> Am I just spending? Ball so hard. I feel budget. But what am I actually doing? Right? When I first bought my house, I had a little Google spreadsheet. I was like putting the light bill, the this, the this. Once I figured out, because that's when I was like, I got to figure out how this is going to go. Once I was like, oh, okay, I got this. I have not looked back at that spreadsheet. And that's a problem. <laughs> have not looked back. No, I did this two months ago, actually. No, last month. We got Chase now. We didn't used to have Chase. Oh, we Chase Bank. 
what uh, was the dark side? Just online, I know. I was I was really hesitant because, <laughs> but it's all online. There's no branch. Hmm. So, okay. um, but you can split. You know how you can split your accounts into different accounts. Mm -hmm. So I started to do that now. Yeah. Just to see if that makes a difference. So no, I don't have to go back to the spreadsheet, but I can see this yeah. account is for eating out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when it's done, it's done. I don't have to look at the spreadsheet. See, okay. and that's but but you know how they say you should know where each dollar goes because that's kind of how I have my finances set up, right? So I have Bank of America's for bills, Chase is for disposable income. Mm -hmm. It's for me to go, you know, eat a little bit, drink a little bit, whatever, buy a little bit. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I cannot tell you where each dollar goes. I've been very hesitant of that. I think my mother instilled that, like, don't overspend. Mm -hmm. Don't spend more than what you have. So I'm very cautious of, like, that kind of thing. But I bet you I could be doing better with my money if I actually accounted for my dollars. Well, that's why this this is probably my next step towards that. Because I think I was where you are with, like, the splitting it into maybe, like, two accounts. So this is literally, there's a small account for V. There's a small account for like eating out. There's another one for like buying clothes, you know, like oh, okay. a little bit more granular. And I'm I'm going to see how that goes. I'll let you know if it's even worth doing. No, <laughs> so we just talked about cash. I know some of the like I've followed like financial people for a while and like listen to those types of podcasts and stuff. Mm -hmm. But one of them um, talks about like the envelope system, which has always been beyond me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't carry cash like that. Yeah. But it makes sense to know where every dollar goes. Um, but still thinking about how I can be smart. I have, like, within one of the accounts, I'll have, like, savings for different things, like general savings or mm -hmm. savings for my my dream car as a Range Rover. So I have a Range Rover account. Mm -hmm. I got a ways to go to get yeah. to, to be able to pay. But in my head, I want to be able to pay for a Range Rover, right? Yeah. So I don't have to. But then there's a travel one and, and like, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I still think that I could be more disciplined with my money. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, uh, you know, I think also it's like the habits. So, like, one mm -hmm. of my habits now has to be... <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm going to divorce from Amazon, but I think... Oh, y'all have I, a, it's a bad think, relationship? It's toxic at this mm -hmm. point. I yeah. just... And I know it's common. I know a lot of people have this, but... For me, it's like, how really did you get here? Yeah. You don't need to buy toiletries from Amazon. <laughs> because <laughs> what? Just go get them. Go to the shop. <laughs> and it's, they're all, they are more expensive. I feel like at one stage they wasn't, but now it really is more expensive. But can we talk about that? Because I feel like generally, generationally too, we are heavy on convenience. Uber Eats, all oh these things, God. we pay more than we have to. But it's convenient. But but did I leave my house? Whitney, the other day I went to <laughs> I went to Deliveroo and I was on the app and then it like I did reflect. I, I stopped for a second and I was like, P, it's a burger and chips. It's gonna cost you almost 20 pounds. I took the coke off because I was like <laughs> I got something to drink in the refrigerator. I got water. Right, I took the coke off, yeah, and then I was still like, purchase. I was like, send. Because where? Because <laughs> why would I leave to go get it? To walk up the road, and it is up the road. I'm never. Oh, it's up damn. the road. Yeah, I couldn't do it. 
But I think that's so interesting because imagine how much we spend in just other like convenience. Cause I will pay for convenience. And I only thing I want really, I think because of Amazon Prime, when people try to charge me shipping, I get upset. But then <laughs> I'll buy more so I can get free shipping. It's a very weird yeah, relationship. But they know the psychology of it. They know that. They know. And They're I fall like, for it. If you just spend £12 more, you if are you spend £6 more. <laughs> you don't have to pay for this $4.99 shipping. Then you just try and do the maths really quickly. You're like, but then if I didn't pay, if I didn't buy that, then I wouldn't. Oh, just, just send. Right. right. <laughs> So I think that while I feel like I have a healthy relationship with money, I also know I could be more disciplined. But yeah, at the same time, right. too, one of my mentors told me, because if we think about I've, I've believed in multiple streams of income, but in mm-hmm. like finding ways of doing different things or just making additional money. And some of it was because I feel like I had to, because specifically when I was in grad school, full mm-hmm. time graduate student, I needed multiple streams just to live. Right. Mm-hmm. But um now that I think about that, he told me, he was like, but don't be so focused on making money that you don't take a moment to spend the money you make. And enjoy it, right? And enjoy it. Yeah. So if Uber Eats or I think you call it a delivery, mm-hmm. if that's what makes you feel good in that moment, I don't think we should necessarily deny ourselves, but You're we right. also know when it's becoming unhealthy. You're right. But I feel like I have been in a position before where I have saved aggressively. Mm-hmm. From the time when I was in uni, maybe a bit before, no, in uni, all the way through to when I started my first job finishing, after finishing uni, a bit after that. And other points, actually, sorry, I've worked two jobs. So, like, there's been times when I've worked, when I was trying to buy my my first property, I literally would go to work, come home sometimes, change, and then go and work at this bowling alley. Oh, it was horrible. But till like two in the morning, right. you know, and like come home. So like, I feel like there are times when I've been so, so disciplined. And then even after that, when I was like, Paulette, like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I used to work at the library at the university where I worked. Mm-hmm. So then I'd leave work, go, go work at the library and then, you know, finish there at like eight, right. nine o'clock. So I think I know what it takes to kind of get to where I want to be. Like if I've got a goal, I know what I need to do. Right. So I think that's why sometimes I am hard, on, a little bit hard on myself because I'm like, mm-hmm. P, delivery is not really going to get you there. But you're right. You do need to like have that enjoyment. Yeah. But equally. But I think it's, it's it just depends too because sometimes we're like, like I will literally be like, oh, but do I need to spend? It's like, wait, it's, it's $10. Like it's, it's going to be okay. But I will be hard <laughs> on myself. But like, well, you ate out yesterday or you are going to eat out tomorrow. So yeah. do you need that? For the week, it's $100. <laughs> Today, it's just 20 You know what right? I mean? So yeah. just like me going through those things. And, and I totally understand that even with what we're talking about is from a whole place of privilege to be able to make those decisions. Because yeah. you think about on the other end when people are having to make tough decisions literally to live. Yeah. Um, totally. So yeah. want to account for that. But I, I do believe that while desiring a healthy relationship, but if I actually want to focus on generational wealth, um, I got to tighten it up yeah. even more. Because sometimes we can make money. We know how to make money. We we put in time and effort and all that education, all that to try and get to jobs that we feel where we can live comfortably. Mm. But I think if we really want to turn the tide, 
it may require a little more. On top of that is like making smarter decisions with our money. So like, okay. you know, with the investing, for example, yeah. learn, like one of my goals is to learn more so that I feel confident. Because when, when they were talking to that guy, I mean, he was an NFL player. I'm really not there. But like, it was the idea. $1.6 million contract. <laughs> then he had $280,000. When they were doing the, the counter, I was like, oh, that was hurting my little heart. Sell that necklace, please. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, like I may know somebody else named Tease. You could sell your necklace to him. <laughs> melt it, melt it down. True. <laughs> but I was just like, you know what? I feel like being able to put a larger chunk of money into investment and feel confident mm-hmm. about doing that is like definitely. Yeah. But I want to understand it. You know, I don't want it to be like the pension where I'm just like, okay, take my money. I'm doing the right thing. I want to yeah. understand, you know, like what I'm doing. So yeah, that's definitely one of yeah. my goals. So was your goal ever to be rich? Is your goal Ooh. to be rich? Well, maybe at one point it was. Now as I um grow in my understanding of how I want my relationship to look with money, no, because I feel like rich is one thing, but I do want to I am committed to living a comfortable life and beyond and I don't mean comfortable like just being able to afford things, mm-hmm. but I do want to be able to generate wealth. I do want mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. because I just believe imagine what you know even we think about what our parents did for us imagine what we could do for the next generation if we have and we make some sacrifices now mm-hmm. to be able to build for them so the things yeah. that you're saying I found a trusted financial advisor mm-hmm. who is um a black man who kind of reminds me like I asked him like tell me what you would tell your daughter to do Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I need that level of I need you to under, hear me out. Like, don't advise me in any way that you wouldn't advise your daughter. Yeah. 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 But I know that to do and generate the wealth that I want, I have to listen and I have to make some decisions now. And he may make me stick to a spreadsheet and I don't want to do that. But <laughs> Don't resist. He knows right? what he's talking about. <laughs> but it's like yeah. you're saying, but I want to actually understand, too. And yeah, I think that's important. in some spaces it can be. Um, intimidating but what sold me on him is because he was taking me slow and he yeah. kept asking me if I understood and that meant more to me because he seemed to care about me understanding or telling me what I should do yeah yeah that is really important like I'm I'm on the verge of signing up for this investment like kind of financial advisor advisory mm-hmm. um, company for women okay and they like commit to this two-year program I like will help you get to your goals. I'm on the verge. I'm still doing a bit of research about them. They seem legit enough, but it mm-hmm. is a commitment financially. And it's like almost like, I mean, you have to spend money to make money often, but I just want to make sure that the process is right for me. Do you know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think it's like, at one point I did want to be rich. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like on the, all the self-help books, all the like yeah. Dave Ramsey, all the, I was on all of it. But now Listen, rice and beans, Dave Ramsey, rice and beans. <laughs> now I think I'm I just want to be smart with money, particularly mm-hmm. like you say, for V, like thinking about what she will have and what things I can do for her and the options available to her. Like it's not all about her, but pretty much when you think about your legacy, when I think about legacy, it's like that's her now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm trying to be just smarter with what what I have no matter how much it is so this one's for me so this one's for me is a segment of the show where we are pursuing 
joy and what makes us feel whole. So these are the things that we are going to do to bring us joy. So my this once for me, as we talk about money and all that, I am going to um, continue on this journey. I'm at a at a cross path for some decisions that will impact my finances. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to like ask for what I need, but also make some smart decisions around that and commit to some more discipline in some ways um, that I think would be a good financial decision. Oh, that sounds exciting. <laughs> it does sound exciting. <laughs> oh, I'm going on holiday. Oh, where? Yeah, I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> yes, when? <laughs> We're going yes. in a few weeks. Oh. Yeah, a few weeks' time. That is going to be nice. That'll be really nice. What part? Montego Bay. Yes. Okay. Okay. You know what? I just remembered. You know that song? Who's oh you're gonna say no and no, I'm gonna feel silly. But you know that woman, what was her name? No name. And she's got that song. It's one of my favorite songs. I just clocked. What is it? What's the song? It's called Montego Bay. Oh <laughs> I was like, what's the song? It's no, like, I don't know what the I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the social media. But the last time I went to Montego Bay, I've only been to Montego Bay one time, actually, as I say the last time. The one time I went to Montego Bay, (laughs) it was my cousins and friends and honey. When I tell you we had a time, we had a time. Do you hear me? It was beautiful. (laughs) I've only been once before when I was really small. So Mm, I'm excited. Yay. Yeah, you you have to send some pics. Oh, of course. I will. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Wait, I have to ask, is this a family trip or? It is, yeah. It's a family okay. I'm going with my, my mom and my brother. Oh, that's so and, sweet. Uh, yeah, it would be nice. I'm excited. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. See you later. Bye. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to This World Is Ours podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at World Is Ours podcast or go to thisworldisours.com.